Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com/acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com/acast. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. plushcare.com/weightloss. Hello, 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 and welcome to the very last in what has been an epic series of Doddy Live on a Wednesday night because it's better than Coronation Street. Sorry we're late. I could tell you what happened, but we would be here till about quarter to nine tonight, and we're still waiting for the whistler. And you're not supposed to start without them, but we are going to get going. I hope you have had a very good week. I have, because I was at Murrayfield on Saturday. How do you like them apples? That was absolutely spectacular. And we're going to talk about it with people much more knowledgeable than me. And we're building up to a weekend in Cardiff, which is the highlight for many in a Six Nations calendar when Scotland empties and we disappear down to the valleys, finishing up in Cardiff for what we hope is going to be a victorious Saturday afternoon. And there is a lot, a lot of dafties getting on bikes tomorrow at Murrayfield to cycle the way there. 
They are cycling to Cardiff, all in the name of Doddy Aid. Go figure. So tonight, have we got a guest list for you? Very excited, as always. It's the last one, and I think I might get teary. So what do you do? You cheer yourself up and you bring in an absolute ball of fire. I am very excited to see this man who only found out he was going to be on about half an hour ago because that's how this thing rolls. I saw him on Saturday at Murrayfield. He was chirping around all over the place. Everybody loves a bit of his time and I am delighted that he has managed to give us his time tonight. And we're going to ask him about that thing that happened in the tunnel at Murrayfield. Glasgow Warriors, Scotland, the one and the only, Mr. Ryan Wilson. Good evening, sir. Hello, Bruce. How are you? Good, thank you. You're looking very handsome as always. How have you managed to play in the back row for so long and keep those good looks? Oh, mate. This easy when you look like this. <laughs> Come on, don't. You're making me blush already. You shouldn't do that. You, you are spectacular. What? Whenever I see you, there's always a crowd. Is there? There's always a crowd. You're the flame, and there's a whole load of moths all over you. No, that's people with pitchforks running after me, mate. Wanted to, <laughs> to take me down. Oh, he'd come back here. And, then, and part of that was when I saw you, and you sort of just slipped it in. We're doing a podcast next week. Oh, yeah. yeah send me the details, like, literally. Send me the details half an hour before. Cheers, mate. Uh, nice to be prepared. So I've got a snood in hand. But... <laughs> nice. And it's a Glasgow snood. What What do the boys, do they talk about training? Or are they invested in it? Yeah, the boys have been invested in it. You've seen um, some of the games that we have managed to play, obviously, with the old COVID kicking about. Um, we've had them on in the warm-ups and, and whatnot. So, um, yeah, the boys are chatting about it. Also, uh, a company I've been doing some stuff with, Wolf Craig. We've got a little league up and running. I'm somewhere down the bottom of that, which is slightly worrying, but I'm pretty sure they're cheated. <laughs> have you not got the GPS all hooked up to it? We have, yeah, yeah. We've got the GPS. It's just trying to remember every day to put it in the stick it in the old uh, the app. So that's my problem. I'm very forgetful. We've got a lot going on. Four kids back here, Bruce. That's hard work. But listen, you, it's been a lot of fun, so we've enjoyed it. You you're a very fertile man, Ryan. Oh, I am. It must be. We're four of them kicking around this house. So it's actually quite nice to jump on here. Any chance of doing a podcast, as you've seen, I'll jump at a chance because it gives me uh, gives me half an hour in here without the kids. Nice. I love it. Now, Saturday was, was pretty spectacular. You were there bombing around doing all sorts. Of, what was it, Hodgie said earlier? Future proofing, maybe? Was there a bit of future proofing going on on Saturday? Oh, a little bit of that. You've got to, you know, when you're, you're kicking on a bit. Although I'm not, I'm not old. Like people always ask me how long we go for. And I've got another eight years in the bank easy. But, um, yeah, you've got to make sure you're uh, you're looking after the bank and uh, getting around. But I enjoy it as well. Listen, going, getting across the Murrayfield, um, I suppose the last, well, the last few years, it's been tough for me to go over there and then watch because, um, you know, you just want to be out there. But, I, I suppose it's probably getting away from me. Getting that 50th under my belt, um, you know, it's a nice round number. So I can, I can park it there at the moment. Um, but I tell you, I enjoyed it at the weekend. It was incredible, wasn't it? It, it was awesome. And you've got history. You've got previous at Murrayfield. <laughs> you sound like you're talking about my um, convictions. You've got previous. It's uh, slightly worried. Uh, well, what, what I mean is previous success. I mean, we like mere mortals like me can only can only dream of that. Are you able to appreciate it in the moment or is it just when you look back on it or are you still not there yet? Is that something for 10 years into retirement? 
No, I, th- I think I can appreciate it now. Um, I think the fact that it hadn't been done for, for 10 years, I think it was back then, was what made it so special, that one at Murrayfield, wasn't it? Um, you know, I've seen loads of the memes kicking about, like, my five-year-old only ever knows us beating England. Um, you know, so my, my daughter's the same, I suppose. She's like, Dad, why are they so bad? <laughs> but... Uh, Listen, you, you, yeah, of course I, of course I look back and I can enjoy it and, and think it was special then. But these boys, you know, this Scotland team, um, they're making it a habit, aren't they? Which is so good to see. Oh, it it was awesome. So come on, you 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 can't get away from this. There's people people watching it, people listening who need to know when you were going down the tunnel, who blew the first kiss? Um. The, the the person I was looking to kiss was Owen Farrell, but he wasn't around, Bruce. He wasn't around, and he he, he knows how much I love him. Um, and so yeah, he wasn't there, and uh, so the next most handsome man was George Ford in the tunnel, who uh, who was there and was slightly smaller than me, so I knew I wouldn't get in trouble. And that's just a whisp, a couple words of encouragement, as I like to put it, um, just to let him know what's coming and. Let them know, you know, how it's going to be. And and uh, the funniest thing is that everyone talks about it and says, oh, well, it was with Owen Farrell. But he's obviously, he obviously knows what's going on. He can see me chatting and um, he's just as bad. So it, there he comes steaming down the tunnel, rolling past Princess Anne, bless her. And, uh, yeah, the rest is history. Do you, do you like that chat? Do you like a little bit of niggle? Is that still something you've got up your sleeve? Yeah, of course I do. Listen, we've got months to this weekend, so I've got to have it in, in, in heaps. But, um, oh, yeah, I've always said this. And, um, you know, we've got Hodge on in a minute, and he'll tell you that um, when I play, I, I think a lot of the game's definitely mental. It's up the top two inches. And if you can uh, rile someone up, um, get under their skin, then you can sometimes get the uh, the upper hand. And we certainly did that day. It was a, it was a good day. It a was good a good day. I bet it was. And is that what? What was it like in the changing room after that? When you when you've created a bit of history? Oh, from what I remember, it was very blurry. Um, I remember. I think yeah, Nicholas Sturgeon drinking out the Calcutta cup. I remember that one. She had. She, she was drinking pints out of it. Was that um, the same day that J.K. Rowling, H.R.H. and Nicholas Sturgeon were all in the changing room at the same time? That could be true. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that would. Uh, yeah, that would have been. It all merges into one. But yeah, that would have been it. And uh, uh, when it when it Calcutta cups just all merges yeah, into one. Nick Nick Grigg. Um, I remember J.K. Rowling was in there, and he said, um, "It's well, she's that." I said, "It's the lady wrote Harry Potter." He went, oh, "What? That's Roald Dahl." <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, once we had a Griggs, mate. Are you having a laugh? And he was like, "What?" I was like, "Pretty sure Roald Dahl's man." And I don't think he's even alive. That's J.K. Rowling. Oh yeah, mate, that's it, J.K. Rowling. Oh, unbelievable! Roald Dahl in the changing room. I was, we should have just let him go and do that one. He's throwing himself under the bus. I love, that's a new one because I thought that that might actually have overtaken my favourite story because I'd heard a story that Jamie Batty offered H.R.H. a drink. <sighs> Again, that could have happened. It could have happened. Anything yeah. could have happened. You, you know, your high spirits. Everyone's having a few. He had, uh, yeah, why not? Why not? I, I heard sure, he was. I'm sure she wouldn't have turned it down. I heard he was prepared, though. I heard he brought a bottle of Bucky and he offered her a, a bottle of Bucky. Oh, oh my! I, oh, listen. I was, I was probably off my own tour by then. I don't know. I don't know about the bottle of Bucky, but 
what have you heard the story did she have a did she have a strike uh, it was i heard gregor tell the story at a dinner and i was just i loved that he he brought a bottle and he went into his bag and he pulled out and said do you want a drink <laughs> Unbelievable. That's preparation. He, he's a he's a top man. I love Jamie Batty. I love Jamie Batty. So, what's the prediction for this weekend? Going down to Wales, I mean, we're red-hot favourites for the Grand Slam now. Mate, listen, let's not get get too far ahead, but I, I, we beat them down there, which is doable. France back at home, which we've beaten the last two years in a row. Doable. At home against France. You back us. We're suddenly going to Italy. Well, there you are. We're playing for the Grand Slam against Ireland over there. And right. you know what? It, the way you say it, actually, if you think about it, I'm, I'm not joking. Hey, Bruce, I ain't even joking. Get over the line this weekend. And there's all that motivation, obviously, with the, the Doddy Cup going down there. So we want to make sure we get that one back. But listen, I can see the boys going down there. And again... How many times have you said it? Not much. We're favourites. I reckon we're favourites going down there. I don't want to jinx us. Touch one whistle. But I reckon, yeah, we'll get a... What did I predict? I think it's something like 29-12 or something like that. Hopefully nice. they shut the roof. No, it's open. And is it meant to be raining? Oh, probably. It's Cardiff. Yeah, it's, it's to be open. It says on my ticket that the roof is going to be open. Well, hopefully, hopefully the rain stays away. It yeah. won't be, um, and it's nothing like it was at the weekend there. But yeah, I reckon we got a good chance. Nice. So if we get to that point of Grand Slam, is it all bets off and everybody to Dublin, no matter whether we've got tickets or not? Yeah, too right. Can you imagine it? What party that would be? <laughs> oh my gosh! Actually, thinking about it now, I'll tell you, tell you the ticket sales for the old flights of Garth. Oh. After this, we'll be rowing over there. That could be the next Tony <laughs> A thing. We could jump on a boat and row over there. <laughs> right. I, before I bring Hodge in, I've got to ask you the burning question in Scottish rugby that everybody wants to know. It's on all the chat rooms, it's all over social media. What do you reckon about Hoggy's hairline and teeth? <laughs> oh, you're going to get me in trouble again after, <laughs> after a few things went out. Listen, he's one of my bloody best mates and people still think I'm being serious when I take the mick out of him. Um, the hairline's strong, isn't it? It's very strong. It's, um, but he admits that and he knows he spent a lot of money on it and you'd hope the amount of money that he has spent on it, like there's only so many freebies he can get, um, that it was, but the teeth, there's some gnashes there, isn't there? <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping that we get one of those internationals again where they kill the lights and we just get a sort of blue light round, <laughs> round the advertising boards and all you can see is his teeth like Ross and Friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah hi. listen stop trying to get me in trouble ask Hodgie about his teeth Right, let's break because I know you've got some questions for Hodgie. Ryan, I'm, I love talking to you. you. As I say, you are the flame. So let's bring him in. He, Hodgie's about to get on his bike, so he needs to get into his bed. The one and the only, the mentor, the stunt double for me, Mr. Duncan Hodge. Look at that kit. There we go. All ready for tomorrow. It feels like match day. Oh, sorry, match night. I've had a big pass the mail. I've got all my... Oh my kit laid out. I've got butterflies in the stomach. It's like proper old school, old days. Vaseline in the arse crack. Yeah, uh, well, chamois cream. I think you'll find. I've gone, got to level up. <laughs> Go for the good stuff. Yeah, exactly. Hey, there's no, there's no, there's no time for excuses halfway down there. You've got to prep early. 
Oh, the chaffage. Wearing Melrose kit as well. Stuart Bennett is currently, he's, I think he's spontaneously combusted. Yeah, Lee, Lee Jones, another Selkirk man, not happy. He instantly me today. He said, I don't like those sleeves. Do not like those sleeves. Don't like those. But you, you've got a bit of black and white on there, so just tell Benzo it's Kelso. Now, Ryan's <laughs> des- desperate to ask you about your autumn holiday, Hodgie. Oh, Hodgie, I was envious of you, man. When I found out, that you were going over to coach my brothers. Um, <laughs> I was a very jealous man. Listen, that's, wow. that's a job for me, I reckon, in the future. Probably the toughest job on earth, but kit man or manager for Fiji. Oh. Well, it's one of those attack coach for Fiji is not, not, a, bad, not a bad shift. <laughs> However, when you rock up Madrid sort of half 10 on the Sunday night and you've got a, a test match five days later, it was, uh, it was a full-on week. But I was lucky that clearly I knew Nico pretty well. Bill Mata, Aroni Sau, you know, of the 27, 28 guys that were there, I actually knew five of them pretty well. So that gave me a bit of a, a bit of a leg up. And look, there was some quality players there. There wasn't much coaching done. It was just getting your sort of functional, getting you managed, and then you got a, t- a test match in sort of four and a half days. So let's go. Oh, Class. how good. How good. Did you get did you get any of the uh, hymns now, Dan Hodge? Uh, well, that that was one thing. I mean, it was. Um, I mean, they're quite a religious bunch. We, you know, we had a we a service every night. Um, I mean, the, the way I'm sort of describing it, it was, it was like a sort of stag weekend with no alcohol. I mean, you know, Nico, they, they, these guys, they absolutely they get up at seven in the morning and they're just laughing and giggling all day long till they go to bed. They're just so tight as a group. It was really, really refreshing and. Yeah, they, they were a great group to coach. And COVID kind of meant um, that we were pretty much locked in a hotel for three weeks. So there wasn't too many distractions, uh, shall we say. So it was, uh, it, was, it, was, it was a pretty solid three weeks. Nice. Bruce, can you believe that he actually, he actually thinks that there was no alcohol across no. that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm not saying there was none. <laughs> Uh, what you didn't find will not hurt you, Coach Hodge. Plenty of carpet, though. Plenty of carpet. Yeah, no, we did. There was a bit of that going down. A bit of that. Lovely. Right, Ryan, brilliant to see you. Before you go, give give Team Glasgow a rallying call for the last three days. Yeah, well, I suppose we need need them. We're at the bottom, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah, we're quite far down the bottom, so do whatever you can. Cheat, beg, steal your miles. Make sure you do it. Hodgie, mate, I don't know, take someone with you that's from Glasgow and just let him do the miles <laughs> of it. But, mate, all the best for tomorrow. Uh, wish you well and uh, go and watch the boys do it down there. Yeah, cheers, Ross. Good to see you. Take it easy, fellas. Cheers, Bruce. You're a legend. Thank you, my man. Speak to you soon. We'll give you more notice the next time. Ah, Duncan Hodge. How are you, sir? Very well, very well, yeah. Look at the way you've dressed this set, although your arm's going to get very tired holding that phone. No, we're fine, we're fine. No, I just thought I'd, uh, yeah, just get it. It was, it was better than the dark grey background that was there. Oh, hang on a minute. Winnie Mercer is what, I think this means that she's watching from her bed, surrounded by all my cycle kit. Oh, I thought she was going to say surrounded by my cycle kit and Duncan. And like Duncan, all set for tomorrow's ride. Go the tri-twits. Oh, also ex-Stow people Owen Wilkinson and Elspeth McVicker. Yes! Look at that! The mighty Stow. 
Stouts, Stouts, where you would you be old enough to have stopped at the Royal Hotel or the Manor Head for a pint, Hodgie, on the way back we from were, the borders? We were more, we were more uh, Black Bull. Oh, okay, back through Lauder. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's where we tended to send the the ones that didn't meet the standards. That's right. <laughs> you, you get up the sixty. So, talk us through it. This cycle. Why? How? Who yeah. in? Well, it, it, it was. I think it was just before Christmas. Hoggy phoned me up and he said, uh, "What are you? What are you doing around the the twelfth of February?" I said, "Oh, not much. I'll just be sort of watching the Wales game." He said, uh, "Do you fancy like, cycling to Cardiff?" And I, I nearly, uh, I nearly fainted. But one, once I'd got over, once I'd got over the kind of shock of there's no way I can do that, and he told me about it and. Yeah, look, I, I jumped to the chance. It's, it's a total honour and pleasure. And to be the, the thing with myself is, over the last however many years, generally speaking, I've been working weekends. I've not had a chance to what I feel sort of contribute properly. So you look when things go around, you know, you 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 do what you can and you sort of chip in and support in, in these sort of ways. But it was actually just an opportunity to get get off my arse and uh, get get on the bike and and get down there. And uh, I've taken a fair bit of ribbing on this on that subject. To be fair, from especially my golf WhatsApp group, who are saying, "Look, of all the four of you, I've got the most protection in that area, so I'll, I'll be fine." But I'm not sure that's the case. <laughs> and the rest of the team are pretty motivated to hear. Yeah. So Dean, obviously, um, Dean and uh, Dolly play together at the Falcons, and Dean Dean's a keen cyclist. Craig Joyner and um, Dolly played at Melrose. Jackie's pretty good on the bike and does a fair bit. And I suspect uh, Carl Hogg and myself are, um, yeah, we're not as, we've not got as many miles under the belt, shall we say. The only thing I think Craig and I have got is that we are considerably lighter and smaller than the other two. So uphill against the wind, I'm, I'm, I'm got to be thinking that that's going to help me. In my own mind, I'm telling myself that anyway. So you're doing it as a relay, is that right? Yeah. And everyone's been asking me about the plan. And as I understand it, the plan is there is no plan. <laughs> uh, I think, I don't know. Well, we'll speak to Hoggy in the morning. But, uh, you know, I think you can strategize all you like. But if someone gets uh, his uphill against the 40 mile an hour wind, which is supposed to happen when we leave tomorrow morning, then I dare say he might not make, you know, the scheduled one and a half or two hours before the switch is planned. Um, so, as as one coach told me, I think we're keeping things fluid. Keeping things fluid. <laughs> plan, plan fluid. And the the motivation is obviously raising pennies, raising awareness, and and for your mate, you're all you're all close to Doddy in one way or another, whether it be in teammate. Hoggy's known him most of his life. You've played with him. Uh, how does that motivate over what is a bonkers challenge? Yeah, I mean, I've known Doddy, and I actually played with Doddy's brother, and Tom, and our his their parents and my parents were sort of farming friends as well, so it kind of goes back a long way. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's it, it's it's just great to be able to you know tangibly do something and, and and help and the sort of support we've had. I mean, I don't, I don't generally, I don't think we quite know what we're letting ourselves in for. Just pray we get some weather, but the support we've had and it's really gained momentum in the last two or three days. It's it's been fantastic. So who are you hitting up for money? You've got you've got plenty well off pals. Who are you hitting up? <laughs> no, well, just the various sort of WhatsApp groups and 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think everyone's, everyone knows it's a really, um, it's, a, it's an amazing cause. And it's amazing, actually, you know, potentially until, you know, five, six years ago, there was very little awareness. Now, I think we kind of all know someone or there's a tangible connection to, in my case, three or four people now that I know of just because of the last uh, three, four weeks as well. So it's, it's amazing kind of what comes out in, in events like this. Yeah, and obviously part of it is you get to Cardiff and hopefully it's going to be a pretty enjoyable weekend. Are you going to be able to enjoy it having sat on a saddle and slept on whatever it is you're sleeping on over the yeah, next two days? I mean, I think, yeah, the, the biggest issues we've got are half the cycling time is in the dark. Um, and the dark not only means you can't see where you're going, but it also means dropping temperatures and the other issue is just lack of sleep. I mean, we're getting in at one, two, most more on the two mornings, and then you're up at five, being back on the bike. Um, so that's your kind of that's your that's your sort of that's your sort of issues. <laughs> and then you get to Cardiff, you get a shower, and then yeah, I think I think uh, some of the sort of top brass, I think they cycle in with the ball. So you mess with sort of Beaumont and Wainwright, I think they're in with the ball, and I think we are sort of get warm get a shower, get to the game. And yes, I mean, I'm looking forward to that. I mean, the game itself, I mean, I always say to people, anyone who's not been to the Millennium Stadium, you have to go and go watch a game of rugby there. It is unbelievable. One to watch, to coach, to play in. I mean, there's there's nothing like it. It's it's an incredible stadium. Um, and the match itself will be, it'll be quite something. Obviously, Scotland, for me, are good down hot favourites. Um, but you've got to expect a reaction from Wales. You've got to expect the crowd to get behind Wales. And that can, you know, even we saw that at the weekend. As soon as it goes to 17 all at the weekend, there was only one winner with a crowd influencing referee. England made a couple of mistakes. And that and that's what you've just got to bear in mind as well. Um, but no, it'll be, it'll be a great game. And as Ryan said earlier, it's a huge game because then you've got a home game. Then you play one of the weaker teams. Um, you know, so if you get over this hurdle, you can start to sort of look at another step ahead. But yeah, I don't I, knowing this sort of, <laughs> no, knowing on the Scotland camp, and you know they've they've kind of a few ups and downs the last couple of years, and potentially you know lost a couple of games they should have won. I think I think they'll be highly focused. Yeah, I hope so. I really hope so. So what you're so we've had Ryan Wilson claim the Grand Slam. You're going for the Grand Slam. I know nothing, and I'm saying it's a Grand Slam. So those those three opinions will do. So come on in, give us a score for Saturday. Give us a scoreline. Yeah, I, I don't think it'll be as wide as as um, Ryan was saying. I, I mean, I think it's going to be a sort of 25, 20, 25, 22. I think it'll be a fairly tight game. Okay. I can handle that. I take it you mean Scotland are coming out on top of Yeah, no, I yeah, 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 yeah. mean, it just looks so solid just now. I mean, you know, even when they were under the pump at the weekend, they've just they've just grown. There's a lot of experience in that team. There's a lot of experience in key positions, you know, at second row, you know, 9, 10, 15. You know, they've, they've, they're, they look a really composed team. Awesome. Love it. Hodgie, all the best. Get a good night's sleep. Uh, enjoy. <laughs> I, I just love it. I, I'll see you in Cardiff. <laughs> I will see you in Cardiff. Well, I, I sincerely hope you do. After all, <laughs> I'll look forward to seeing people in Cardiff, let me tell you. <laughs> good. I hope so. Cheers, my man. Great to all see right. you. Cheers. Sleep well. 
Oh, we've held for Ryan Wilson, Duncan Hodge, and now, yes, that is right. This is definitely not soccer. This is Doddy Aid Live on a Wednesday night. Please welcome the one and the only, Mr. Nigel Owens. Good evening, sir. Bruce, good evening. How are you? I am very well, thank you. I am honoured to have you here. Did you enjoy your weekend in Edinburgh? Yeah, it was a very enjoyable game, actually. It was quite a quite exciting game. Um, and it was, it was a great win for Scotland. The last time so I was involved in the Cricket Cup, otherwise working on, on the weekend for BBC, the last time I was in the Cricket Cup was in, in 2018. And I was warming up on the pitch and I could see that a bit of a fracas had gone on in the tunnel just before the kickoff. And uh, I should have known Ryan Wilson was involved in it somewhere. I should have known. Um, but it certainly pumped the Scots up was when they came out that game and the atmosphere that day was was absolutely uh, electric. So no, it was an enjoyable game. But but, but I got to be honest, Bruce. I when you know it was that that penalty try was the turning point because up until then I just couldn't see where Scotland were going to win that game. England looked in in control and then they pulled a couple of players off front row and bought Marcus Smith off and I was thinking to myself, woof, what's a surprise, you know, because they're they're in control here and then. You know, once Scotland got that um, back to to equal equal points, and then the crowd got behind them. Um, I, I think, as Hodge said, it was only going to be one winner towards the end of the game. Then, but um, I, I think I think you know Scotland played well on on the weekend. There's no doubt about that. But I think England will be kicking themselves as well. You know, in that moment of madness, and 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 it certainly did turn turn the game. Yeah, we we loved it. We we were hundred percent confident it was a penalty try, Nigel. We were back in the referee absolutely to the hilt there. Well, it definitely was a penalty try. That's for sure. So you're you're confident it was. The, are you able to watch a game? I know you were you were working at the weekend. Are you able to watch a game without analysing what the referee's up to? Can you just kick off the slippers and and enjoy a cup of tea and just watch it for the game, or are you still invested in it? Um. No, if if I'm at home now and I go down the the local club, my, my rugby club or the, or the local workingmen's club to to watch um, Wales play as, as as a spectator, then I just watch the game like like any other spectator there and, and and enjoy it. But you obviously are aware of you know what what's going on and decisions and stuff like that. But obviously when I'm when I'm working, then um, like it was on the weekend, I'll be this weekend again. Then obviously you're focused then on on the referee. You know you're you're watching the game then as as a referee uh, as well as sort of trying to take in then. A little bit about the game as well, so yeah, no, I'm able to sit back and relax and enjoy it. The only problem is when I watch it down the club and uh, the referee makes a decision that the, they don't like, everybody then is turning around and asking me or blaming me, and I'm nothing to do with me. I'm here. <laughs> so by proxy, you're guilty. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> you're a referee. You're to blame. I love it. Now I've I've read your book. Uh, I love watching and listening to you. You're you're invested in a lot of things. You you champion a lot of things. Why is it important to be involved with Dodd-Aid? Well, look, you know, he's a great man, isn't he? Uh, and you know, illnesses like like that are very similar to other types of illnesses as well. They they will touch everybody in some part of their life, whether they touch you personally, immediate family, or friends, or um, uh, you know, people that 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 you know and very close to. And uh, you know, to, I I. I remember refing Doddy, I think right towards the end of his career. Uh, I think it was it was uh, the borders against Cornot, and then I'm pretty sure I did I did Glasgow against borders then uh, on the night before Hogmanay uh, down in the borders. And um uh, Stuart Hogg's dad 
was actually running touch for me that game because obviously Graham's he was a great a guy, player, yeah, brilliant guy. And and Hoggy was there as a young as a young kid, you know, with 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 his dad. Um, obviously, none of the refereeing has brushed off on him. Um, <laughs> and Doddy was playing in sort of the end of career, so I did referee him just just once or twice towards the end of his, of his career. So and. And look, you know, I, I met him a couple of times since then. I'm, I'm all recent. He's, he's such a great, brave and humble man, you know. So anything that anybody can do sort of to support um, is such a wonderful and, and unworthy cause for such a wonderful uh, and amazing person and man is, is, is the least that one can do, uh, I, I think. Because, as I said, you know, it, these types of things will, will touch us all at some point in, in, in our life. And uh, if we can sort of make things better for, for the future for people, um, then then you know that, that that that's what we should be doing and you weren't tempted to hang around in edinburgh for a bit and join the cycle on the way home certainly not <laughs> <laughs> no i've done a few things along along the way to sort of help raise money but uh, no i wasn't able to hang around and do the to do this the cycle I, I got cows at home here which i had to come back to and uh and work i had to come back to so um god i do know i haven't been on a I can't remember the last time I've been on a bike. I've been on a bike for for years. I'm not a big cyclist, to be honest. I used to do a bit of cycling, but uh, but no, I'm uh, more of a going for a run. I am, but I haven't been running for a while as well. You're just chasing cows, though. Well, yeah, with a hairy fuzz, you don't have to chase them. Actually, trying to get them to move is is, is a job. They're so they're so docile. Um, yeah, unless you've got a bucket and a bit of feed in it to try and cork them, there's no way you're gonna you're gonna get them to move in front of you. That's for sure. And actually, the, the the players listen better than the cows. And that's it. And that's saying something. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask about that. So you're likening them to the front rows when it's scrum time. No, well, certainly. The only thing is these, these cows don't collapse. They just keep it up. <laughs> <laughs> Do you, what's the bit? What's the bit about the game when you're refereeing that you love the most? Is it is it scrum time and you get a bit of real close chat with front rows or is it a, a kick and a little moment with the player? Is it the toss-up? I mean, the referee has so many processes to go through mm. throughout a day from when you arrive to, you know, long after the final whistle. What's the bit that's the little magic? Um, yeah, I, I, look, I, I enjoyed the game. I did it for 34 years refereeing since I was 16 years of age and I still referee a couple of, of local games games now. Um, but I, my favourite moment was when you sort of arrived, particularly for the big occasions, like, you know, when you go to, to only only did one Calcutta Cup, which is back in 2018, you know, you arrive in Murrayfield, for example, and you go to the of, of the minibus that takes you there and your fellow officials and the crowd are all then outside and up along the staircase of the stadium waiting for the teams, you know. And uh, I was very fortunate. They actually clapped and cheered me when I got out. Um, and they actually did at the end of the game. If they'd have lost, they'd have probably booed me. <laughs> and then from that build-up, you know, getting into the car from the hotel to the stadium, seeing the spectators walk into the ground, the atmosphere building, going out then to warm up and you feel the pressure and the occasion lifting in the stadium, coming back in, uh, relaxing to the changing rooms, you know, doing final bit of preparation, listen, listening to a couple of um, songs on my uh, iPod docking station, and and then going out then behind the two teams then to the cauldron of noise into that atmosphere and standing then for the anthems, no matter where, where it was, whatever country it was, standing there for the anthems, and then, obviously, until you actually blow the whistle. Because once you blow the whistle of the kickoff, that's it. You're in the game. You're focused. Everything else around you is pretty oblivious, really, because you're focusing your job. But I love that sort of 90 minutes from leaving the hotel to the stadium and the build-up. That, that's what I probably miss the most, is, is that part. 
part of it, you know. That, that was something something special, like, you know. The the buzz and the anticipation oh. of what's to come. It was special. It, it, it certainly, certainly. And you never knew, like, you know, you, you, you prepare as well as you could for a game, you know. And I never sort of over-prepared because I'd like to referee a game. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. With, with an open mind and referee actually what's in front of me rather than going with any preconceived ideas who's strongest, who's weakest, who's going to do this, what player tends to do this. I, I just go in there with an open mind, referee what's in what's in front of me. And yeah, the anticipation then of thinking you just don't know what's going to happen. You know, you'd, my motto for a game, I always told my test judges before leaving the changing rooms, I always said to them, boys, prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And that's what I did every single game. <laughs> I love it. Now, one of the things that I sometimes think's missing, referees never get to be at home. Um, well, you do when you retire. Um, <laughs> you don't. You don't get to. Uh, so you you're a, you're a singer. You've got a great set of pipes. Are you tempted to join in with God Save the Queen and Flower of Scotland? You must just wish you could belt out your Welsh anthem in front of a capacity crowd. Well, I will say I've got a great voice, but I get by by singing after a few pints of the club for a sing-along, yeah. Um, do you know what? This is a true story. I went out to, and I love my singing. I, I love music. I love singing. And I love, you know, when the anthems are sung in the stadiums. Oh, um, And I was, um, I was out in Treviso in 2002, I think it was, uh, for my first sort of major tournament in, in World Rugby or IAB back then, which was the... Before it went to under twenties, you had the under nineteens World Cup and under twenties World Cup, and then the, the senior World Cup. And uh, I was out there two thousand and one or two thousand and two, two thousand and one, I think it was, and uh, for the under nineteens uh, tournament. Um, oh, what was the captain of uh, Scotland now? He was a uh, hog, a uh, hog. He was as well. Al, um, Alistair um, Ali Hog, Ali Hogman. He was, Ali he was Hog. a captain then, and um, I remember lining up. Now I was doing the. I did the semi-final France-New Zealand. Sorry, I did the semi-final um, South Africa-New Zealand. Oh, what a game that was. Luke McAllister was playing 10 for New Zealand. He was absolutely a different level. And uh, I was doing then the, I think it was the fifth against sixth playoff position between Scotland and England at the Cutter Cup. So I'm standing there now. My first time now in a game, pretty much, you know, where anthems are being sung in that tournament. And I found myself starting to sing um, The Flower of Scotland. 
And my touch just goes, that, that nudges me. Colin Saunders from Wales my touches. He nudges me and goes, hey, shut up, man. You're not supposed to sing it. And I just got carried away in it. And, um, yeah, you, you you do get carried away sometimes in it. But I've been very fortunate, Bruce. I, you know, I refereed Wales against um, the Barbarians yeah. uh, back in November in 2019. So I was able to blast out my Hamelard Vanade uh, in, the, uh, in, a pretty, in a full... Uh, Principality Stadium uh, that day, uh, and it is it is something. I mean, Hockey said earlier, you know, it is it's something special when you when you are a Hodge a, a Duncan Hodge when when you're at um, um, the Principality Stadium, you know, for a Six Nations game in particular, oh, it, it is something special. Yeah, I get to go to my first one this Saturday. I'm very excited. I can't wait to hear oh, you're gonna love it. pipe up. I'm, I'm just desperate to hear those And you know what? Do you know what as well, Bruce? The Welsh people will join in and sing the Flower of Scotland as well. I, well, they really... a, lot, a lot of them will. So, you know, you can prepare for the Flower of Scotland to be sung pretty much as you would be sung in Murrayfield, Neely. Like, you know, that's what it, that, that's what it'll be like in the Principality Stadium on Saturday. It'll be better, though, because the Welsh are better at singing. <laughs> well, let's hope we're better at rugby on Saturday. That's all I can say. <laughs> I'm going to meet the Team Dragons that are uh, cycling down from Murrayfield to Cardiff later on, Charvis and uh, Popham and Copsey and uh, who else am I missing? Ian Goff. They're, having, yeah. they're currently tucking into a curry uh, just to get some loading in before they come down. What's the What's the magic about rugby in Wales? For anybody that's watching or listening that's that's never been to Wales. Where does rugby come in in the Welsh consciousness? Well, since since you're a kid, really, you know, it's 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 you're bought up in it, you know, because there were the rugby clubs in Wales were built up around sort of the small communities and villages, particularly around the sort of industrial villages of South Wales and and, and in North Wales as well, but particularly in, in in South Wales. So it's it's not just a rugby club and a game of rugby. It's who you are. It 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 is your community. It, it's your club, your village. You know it. It means everything. Whether you play it or just support it, um, you are part of it. You know, and and you're bought up in that. And obviously, then when you were brought up in Wales back in the sort of, you know, like I was brought up in Wales in the nineteen in the nineteen seventies. And and if you know, imagine if you want to imagine what being brought up in Wales was like in the nineteen seventies, then well, come here now. <laughs> nothing's changed yeah? Um So you are. You you're bought up. In it, like you know, it, it it is it is a religion, really, um, and it, it it touches everybody because of the close knit community of it. It's not just a, you know, somebody. It's not just going to a sporting club to participate in it. The sporting club is who you are. It's part of your community. It's an integral part of it. Now, some some smaller villages in Wales and may they won't have a rugby club. They they'll have a football team maybe because the population of the village maybe there are not enough people there to to play rugby. So these little small villages are very different. But but rugby, particularly when it comes to international rugby and Six Nations, you know it. The country gets 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 behind it. It is it is something. Very, very, very special, and, and and we've really seen, you know, over the last sort of decades, and particularly during the last year, two years of COVID, how it it pulls people together. It is a heartbeat of so many communities here in West in 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 Wales. I, I love it, and when when I see international players and British Lions who still have a connection to their their small town club or their village, Stuart Hogg's been back to Hoyk. His brother Graham's a development officer at Hoyk. His old man is still a, a pillar of the community. You're you're frequently at your club and you're picking up the whistle to do those games. 
what's it like? You've just said the 90 minutes before you arrive at a test match gives you a buzz. What's it like getting down to a Welsh game in the village? I went to do a Q&A uh, in Pencord Rugby Club. Oh, I'm going back now probably 78 70 years ago. Myself and Dan Lidiot. And before we did the Q&A then, uh, it was part of these worthy Wednesday things they did. Um, um, we were asked to go and meet the under-12s in Pencord um, to do a Q&A with them before we did the adult version an hour later. So we went to do it and chatted away. And the coach of the under-12s came to me after we'd, we'd finished. And he said, oh, we've, we're playing a, pardon me, we're playing a, a, a Welsh Cup game against Cumbran uh, in about four or five weeks' time. Um, with the only two unbeaten sides in Wales at this age group, would you mind coming along and and refereeing the game? And um, I won't say anything to the boys until you actually turn up. It was a bit of a, a nice surprise to them. And I said, well, look, uh, it's a European Cup weekend. I won't know my fixtures, I think, until another two weeks because they, they won't do the fixtures until they knew what was what and who was playing who and what was on the games. So give me give me a ring in about two weeks' time. I should have my fixtures by then, and I can can let you know then if I because if I'm going to be out in France and not back till Sunday or Monday, then the game on a Sunday, then I'm able to do it. So anyway, my fixtures came through. I was doing um, the pool game decider up in Welford Road between Leicester and, and Ulster, six six p.m. kickoff uh, live on Sky on 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 a Saturday night. So um, they, they rang up. I said, I can you? Or I said, look, I'm I'm up doing Leicester and Ulster on a Saturday night. Um, but I tell you what, I we usually stay after the game and come back the following day, um, only because Derek Bevan was my test judge, insisted on staying and having a few beers, and we always did that. So I said, look, I will I'll come back straight after the game. Um, it means I I probably won't be home much before one two o'clock in the morning. Could you put the kickoff back to around midday? Because uh, kickoff was supposed to be like ten o'clock. He said, yeah, no problem. We put it back till sort of midday. So. I got a pen cord. It's about 45 minutes away from here, just, just beside Bridge End. So I got to pen cord now and just ref this. It's a hell of a tough game. And I still actually turned them over in Welford Road. So I got to the change rooms, went in, and then, you know, do a bit of fuss then. Can you see your boots, boys? And, you know, when the players are going, oh, my God, it's Nigel Owens. He's come to ref a game. And, oh, are you refing this game? And I said, yeah, I'm ref the game. Let me see you. Let's see your boots then. And go around the change rooms now. And I went to this, in the corner of the change rooms, was sitting with his sort of, Feet up on the bench, his knees sort of, you know, under his chin, like this, was one of the smallest players on the team, was the winger. And as I went to see his check, I said, Yeah, boots, sir. He said, He stuck his boot out and he said, um, well, I'll never forgive this. I'll never forget this. He stuck his boots out and he said, uh, I hope you're going to referee this game better today than you did last night. <laughs> I thought to myself, You know what? This, this is what it's all about. This is what makes. Rugby so so special, you know. Is is and I thought, you know, this kid doesn't care who I am. He doesn't care that I refereed, you know, a deciding game in the pool game, you know, on a packed out Welford Road on a on 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 a Saturday night. All he cares is that I do the job on the day for his team, and and, and that's what it's all about. Like you know, and to me, that is one of my most memorable memories and one of my favourite moments in in all the sort of years I've been refereeing. I love it. Now, I know, Nigel, I, you're a busy... I, pen I penalise a little bugger then three times in the game. <laughs> <laughs> what do you penalise a winger for? Come on, man. I found something. Don't you worry. <laughs> now, you're a busy man. I know you've got other things to be doing. I, there's one question I'd like to ask. Which player do you think should take up the whistle? 
Or you just add him on. Because Ryan Wilson. Yes, because every time I refereed him, he thought he knew more than me. <laughs> I may, on, on occasions, maybe he was right. So, yeah, give Ryan Wilson the whistle. Yeah, and um, I would gladly come along, along and run the touch for him. <laughs> I reckon that is something that could happen for Doddy. We could have a Doddy game where Ryan Wilson is the referee and you can run touch. <laughs> oh, there's somebody appeared in the mirror. They can't. They, they don't know we can see them over over your right shoulder. There's somebody in the mirror. Oh, yeah. Quick, quick. <laughs> okay, Nigel, lovely to see you. Thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure to speak to you. Pleasure, Bruce. All the best. Thank you, my man. And the you... as well. Bye bye. Oh, he's still there. Thank you. Bye bye. Absolutely love it. What a man. What a man. So, how how do you finish? How do you finish the last show of Dodd Uh We've had Ryan Wilson and Duncan Hodge. Ryan, uh, Glasgow, Scotland, Calcutta Cup, Hodgey, Calcutta Cup winner. We never even spoke to him about winning it himself and scoring all the points in the hellish rain at Murrayfield, who's about to get on his bike and cycle all those miles from Murrayfield to Cardiff. How do you finish? You bring on the boss, the one and the only, Mr. Rob Wainwright. Good evening, sir. Good evening. How are we doing? Good. That looks like a special snood. Is that yeah, the boss this is, snood? This is, no, this is the, the, the Doddy 500 snood. So, oh. Just fresh off the printer today. Just fr- so, And is that only is that, for cyclists? That's it. There's a hun- 150 for crew as well. 160, I think we've got. So uh, uh, they're on their first brief outing, two days worth of work, and then they're done. Uh, nice. They'll, they'll be ready for a wash by then. Are you excited for this climax? I, I am. It's been a, it's been a long day getting everything ready. The WhatsApps are pouring in. The uh, the phone keeps. Uh, Alex Popham keeps ringing me when I'm waiting to come on to you and putting my. I have to log out, log back in again, etc. You know. But uh, nah, looking forward to it. It'll be uh, it'll be nice just to switch everything else off and get on the bike and uh, and ride. And are you doing the whole thing? I am setting off to do the whole thing, but uh, if I if I don't manage the whole thing, I won't be I won't be upset. I may climb in the van and do and do a couple of hours sleep at some stage so that I can enjoy Cardiff because it's uh, I've not been in Cardiff. I don't think I've been in Cardiff since I retired as a as a spectator at a Scotland game. So. Uh, I am looking forward to getting down there. Excellent. Look out, Cardiff Wainwright's on the rampage. I got a message today Uh, from Last Wade Rugby Club to say, would I like uh to speak at their dinner with Rob Wainwright? And I thought, oh, no, (laughs) not again. Not again. Look at this. Ian White says, 12 London Scottish riders have gathered already, waiting for their departure tomorrow. Nigel is such a legend. We agree, Ian, and all the best to London Scottish riders. Rob, people are scared when they see your name come up in the display on their mobile phone. How mm-hmm. How is it that you've brought such terror to so many? I don't know. It didn't really work this week, did it? I filled the, the roster up <laughs> and then and then I ju- invited them all into the WhatsApp group, and they all went, "I didn't say I'd do this." And uh, uh, and then 
Nigel there. All looked very smooth, Nigel coming on, but we've been hunting for him. He, he left his mobile phone down where there's a signal. I, I don't know where his farm is. You know where his farm is. It's in Wales. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be very acquainted with the, the back streets of Wales by, uh, by Saturday morning, so I don't know if we're, if we're going past him, but uh, the, the, this week's was, uh, was, was particularly beautiful as we filled the, uh, we invited the people into the WhatsApp group and, and they all said, what am I doing here? I, I never said I'd do this. <laughs> and, and so we have a whole new roster. So uh, uh, everyone came in as a late replacement. But amazingly, I, we'd been chatting and you'd said, uh, how about Nigel Owens? And I was walking into Murrayfield uh, and... You know, you get that choice. I've got a west stand seat. Am I going to go through the east stand turnstiles because it's a lot easier? Or am I going to walk along the side of the railway line there? And I was walking along between the railway embankment and and the fence with all that. You know, before an international game, it's full of caravans and lorries and everything. Yeah. And there was one real American film star, uh, you know, caravan. But it wasn't wasn't a caravan. It's one of these ones that's that's goes on the back of an articulated lorry. It's it's massive and it's it's got its two legs down at the front. And it's got a massive, you know, lorry joining thing and it, it looks very showbiz. And I'm looking at it thinking, I wonder who that's for. And the door opens and out steps Nigel Lewis. And I've I i do not know it. I've never met Nigel Lewis before. And it was just perfect timing. And I was walking past and I said, Hello Nigel. Uh, oh hello there. And I, I and I had my, my snood up. And he hadn't a clue who I was. And I said, oh, hello, it's, uh, it's me, Rob Wainwright. Would you like to come on the Bruce Aitchin's podcast on, on Wednesday? <laughs> he said, send me an email. And uh, anyway, here we are. It happened, didn't it? But it wouldn't have yeah. happened but for this, for me admiring uh, his. I don't know if that's his special I, uh, I rock and roll. that's uh, how he rolls. That's, yeah. that's how he rolls. He, it, it was probably towed up from Wales behind a tractor, wasn't it? Uh, he's, a, he's a fellow <laughs> farmer like you and you've got all these people doing this cycle you've got so many people doing this cycle hmm. i know it's uh well in in the past we we've done it all and we've had to do all the fundraising ourselves and it was one of these little oh wouldn't wouldn't it be a lot easier not everyone's going to want to do 500 miles in two days that's a pretty stupid thing to do and we've got a number of specialists who are downstairs uh <laughs> We're getting grief from Vipon here. He's yeah. he's doing about eight miles, so we'll just ignore his comments. <laughs> he's worried on Saturday. He said he yeah. thinks he's bitten off more than he can chew. <laughs> well, it's uh, it's we've got some, you know, we've got a big London Scottish team, ten or eleven riders. We've got we've got lots of fours. It's mainly four man relays, and it's accessible to everyone. We've got uh, the try try twits. We've got to be very careful how we say that. The, uh, yes. Uh, from from Dollar and uh, we've got a couple of uh, girls teams and uh, huge mobs of people. Some who have only recently climbed on a bike. My eldest son Dougie has been manically uh, cycling indoors on on a turbo for the last month and is confidently saying that he's going to be able to do the whole thing. He's not cycled outside yet, so uh, <laughs> it's. There's, there's going to be a lot of shock people out there, um, but everyone's talking about the weather being bad. I think I think we've got a jail here. I think the uh, <laughs> I think I think we're, I think the weather's not going to be too bad. There we go, Vipon. 
right. he's he's not happy. He's not happy. He's having a crack. Rob, we've we've got a few people to to award some genius to because they've done so well over pretty much the month. The social media guys who have done such an amazing job. Um, I've collected up some names and we've got some winners. So hopefully we're going to be able to flash these up here. Uh, and they've got a, the, each one's got a bit of a story to tell. So our South winner, uh, who has just been unbelievable, Malcolm Wright. Look at this, over a thousand miles. That is pretty spectacular from puffin cycling and john smale who is is getting a lot of, a lot of love on twitter because he's taken so many stunning pictures of the scottish borders mm-hmm. with his south snood that you can see around his neck there and his son has given him a bit of inspiration as well so john smale and charlie and charlie and jason from genius don't know this but both yeah. of those guys from the south are getting a 12 pack and I, I think one of them may be in the support crew for the Selkirk yeah, team. John, uh, John Smale yeah. is going with it. He's been supporting all the Selkirk guys mm-hmm. around their cycle. So John is going to be there. So you'll get to see him and hopefully I'll get to meet him mm-hmm. in Cardiff. So well done to Malcolm and John. Fabulous efforts from both. North and Midlands that, winner. Go for it, Rob. Just, just a quick one on that because Selkirk had done amazing fundraising uh, for for their ride. I think they're, they're placed second in the in the team fundraising. They're, they're well behind uh, the Rithin boys from North Wales who raised a staggering thirty grand or something like that. They've done amazingly, but Selkirk are nipping at their heels. And the competition is the team that fundraises the most comes on the pitch with the core riders oh. uh, for the uh, for the pre-match presentation so uh, um, we've had a, a couple of people that are nipping on the heels putting the word out to Scotland saying you know do you want a Welsh team to be going on on the pitch for Doddy Aid uh, nice. or do we want a Scottish team so, right, somebody so for get, Selkirt, get, get your get wallet that. out Somebody for Selkirk, post the link, please, in the comments on Facebook and yeah. Twitter and YouTube and all the other places. Let's let's get the Selkirk team on the pitch. Because let's and, face it, and, since John Rutherford, nothing good's come out of Selkirk. So come on, get on with it. <laughs> and, and Angus Softroots, they're, they're nipping it. They're nipping tuck those two teams. So the question is, do we do we divide? You know, do we say, you know, support no, your local one, but South. let's get the it's money It's all about Team South, Rob. It's all about Team no, no. South. It's about it's about Doddy, the Doddy five hundred. There we go. Iona Iona's giving me a yeah. bit of grief. Sorry, Iona. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. We love it at Philip Hawk, I promise. I promise, I promise, I promise. From North and Midlands, the winner. David May, now this, what a silver fox. Look how good David mm. May is. That just proves that exercise is good for you. That looks like he's modelling for the Saga catalogue or for, is it Gant? That could be a Gant shirt, I reckon. David May lives in Brecon, 76, and he's covered more than 300 miles this year. And he, he was taking part last year and he, he did a bit of running last year, but most of this year has been walking. David May, you're going to get some genius to enjoy and you'll be able to sup that while you watch Scotland claim a Grand Slam. <laughs> and that that's almost eight miles a day he's been doing. That's incredible, isn't it? That's, that yeah. is very I wonder impressive. wonder he looks so healthy. So. And the 
Babas, Team Babas winner is Norman Tyne. Now, he has been all over uh, social media posting his pictures out and about 400 miles. Uh, and he just loves being down at the docks. So he's down on the Tyne River, I think. Uh, and he likes to take pictures of the boats and he's out on his bike and he's got his snood on and he's doing great things, spreading the word. So well done, Norman. That is a spectacular effort. 429 miles. That's, uh, that is fantastic. And uh, it, oh, it's just been so uplifting to, to see the miles people are putting in, but the photos as well. You know, Scotland, obviously, he's, he's down in Newcastle. He's managed to make it look beautiful down there. But uh, careful, uh, we've had some amazing careful. pictures of Scotland. Particularly with the snow we've had in the last week, the uh, the pictures coming out of Selkirk have been amazing. I saw Tooks had a picture today um, of cycling in the snow. That's that is dedication. Mm-hmm. That was his last training run, I think. Oh, he's, he's obviously left his taper late. I've I've done one ride in the last four or five days, but I've been all over the shop. So. You, uh, you're a machine. A you are a machine. Team Edinburgh winner no, is Sky. No. Look at this. I L- love mm. this. So Sky, uh-huh. don't worry, people. Sky won't be getting the genius. Um, but the mum and dad will definitely be getting it. Sky reached her dodded 50-mile target with a few days to spare. Not bad for a two-year-old. Bike, scooted, run, walk. And some of Paul's videos of Sky on social media have been stunning absolutely beautiful um scooting along on her way to i think it must be nursery or daycare or wherever it is she goes super proud no doubt dad so well done sky you've earned mum and dad some genius and that is such a good picture and and who better to give it to than paul who's uh who's got his own story to tell he was an award winner at the dinner uh, yeah. back at the end of last year and he's an extraordinary man and, and what a, a huge fundraiser he's been for mnd research uh, obviously with a, a family history of it in uh, in in his family sadly but great great to see some wonderful pictures and that's i, I think this is the beauty of social social media isn't it Here's the queen of social media just posting there, Morgan yeah, McKenzie. She is queen quite of the a North lady. Midlands. She is quite a lady. She has and look at the look at the profile picture. Stunning. Well done, Morvin. You'll get you'll get some credit later, don't you worry. And then our last winner, Glasgow. It's nice to know that Glasgow were taking part. Our winner was Helen Martin. Uh, Five hundred miles. Zwift, all sorts, and taking the dog for a walk. And I think I did see a picture at some point that the dog had the snood or had the collar on. So well done, Helen. Well done to Team Glasgow. Helen, if you've done 500 miles, I reckon that's a quarter of the Glasgow total. So well done, Helen. If it wasn't for you, I don't know what would have happened to Glasgow. Ooh, next year. Next year, Glasgow are going to bounce back, aren't they? So I've upset Selkirk in Glasgow and you've had a crack at Newcastle. (laughs) Rob, it's been a phenomenal uh, six weeks. We're almost there. Are you looking forward to the finish line? I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. It's been the last few days have been mental, which is mental in a good way. I've been uh, fielding calls from TV researchers and radio people. And and tomorrow morning, we've got the BBC, we've got STV, we've got Sky there, we've got Five Live, we've got, you know, we've, we've really, you know, we work hard, you know, it's a big challenge and we hope it's going to pay off and 
And it's easy to get money out of friends and friends of friends. But if you really want these things to take off, you, you need to just capture the public imagination. So hopefully we can do that. Um, and, we, you know, the, the, the press and the media have been right behind us, which is amazing. So, so you need me tomorrow then? BBC, ITV, Sky News, you, you need me then, I take it? Yeah. I, 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 your break hasn't quite come yet. Uh, it's, okay. you're, you're so nearly there. I know yeah. Doogie was a bit abusive earlier on because he's nervous about his New Year gig, isn't he? Yeah, you wound him up, though. That was you. You wound him up. You told him that I was going to be doing New Year, and now he's not talking to me anymore. Maybe you were on a different channel. Maybe he was BBC and you were going to do SCV's New Year. No, I'm definitely a BBC kind of guy. I'm I'm not doing the adverts. I'm not doing the adverts. Rob, it's it's been a phenomenal effort. It it's another ridiculous event that was in that head of yours somewhere, and you've churned it out. You've come up with all sorts of ideas. You've got an amazing team behind you. As we get close to wrapping up, what's your final message to all the people watching and listening? Well, I, I, is there has been a huge amount of work done by a lot of people and uh, none more so than four people I want to highlight. And, and when you, we were looking at the prizes for this week, I was going to suggest this, but uh, the, the, the district social media uh, you know, enablers, uh, obviously Morven set the bar last year and she continues to be a huge force of nature. But yourself, Bruce, you've been amazing. Uh, for Edinburgh. Oh, I mean the South, sorry. And uh, uh, you've done a great job <laughs> for the South. And getting the flag up down in, uh, you know, on the, on the Kutso building down there has just been fantastic. And my sister's still wondering if it, if, if it's going to be at Moss Pole yeah. by, by midday tomorrow. I don't think I it know. is, is it? I've been blanked. I've, I have asked. Yeah. I've been blanked. <laughs> Maybe Moss Pole's just too 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 far for, the, uh, for them to move it down. But Yourself, we've got Richard Ellis, uh, obviously he's done amazing things for Edinburgh, a view from my camera, uh, a massive thing, massive ha uh, round of applause for him, and um, he's coming as crew uh, with us down to Cardiff, so I'll be seeing lots of him. In fact, he's downstairs not drinking beer while everyone else is getting their final fueling. Uh, in the, we're, 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 I know that Brewdog's had a bit of a, a, a bum, bum deal from uh, the BBC particularly recently, but they've sponsored us very generously. And uh, downstairs, they're giving us a lovely meal. And we're, there's there's about, you would not believe how many beer taps there are on the wall in this place. It's unbelievable. They've just got numbers on them, assuming. It's about 30. So uh, we're, we're having a great time, but Richard's not touching the drink. And then uh, the, the, the Back Bar boys, uh, Rory Hamilton over in Glasgow, and everyone else that's helped uh, just make the whole thing happen. And, of course, Alex at the foundation, uh, Ian Fraser, my Doddy Gump pal, who's also – they're both downstairs. They're coming on, on the challenge in the, in the cars. So, uh, and, you know, I don't like to pick people out to say thank you because so many people have done so much. And, and you just come away thinking, oh, I should have said so-and-so and so-and-so and so-and-so. And, so and so many people have helped. So thank you, everyone. Thank you, everyone that's taken part. And uh, – uh, my final request would be follow our journey. Hopefully it's not too bloody down to, to Cardiff. And uh, if, if you've got a, a couple of uh, five pence pieces, just sponsor us once more and uh, let's see where we can get to. I'm not sure we're going to reach a million this year, but you never know what could happen in the next two days. Never say never, eh? 
Oh, Rob's got something up her sleeve. <laughs> Lorna Duncan, I hope you're not referring to me. I hope you're not saying that I was the bad dad jokes. I'm, I, I'll be a little bit hurt if that's me wow. you're digging at, Lorna Duncan. No, uh, Rob. It's not you. It's Chris Hoy. Chris Hoy's the bad dad jokes. Oh, joke. good. I'm pleased. Yeah, I'm pleased. Yeah. That's yeah. fine. I can handle mm-hmm. that. Rob, thank you so much. It's been absolutely spectacular. Uh, Good luck with the cycle. I hope it goes well. I look forward to cheering you on uh, when you get onto the pitch. And I look forward to hopefully as well seeing you in Cardiff if you're still in decent nick. 10 o'clock, Cardiff Castle will be there. There'll be a a slab of genius to be broken into a bit celebrating before we fall asleep. Nah, it's going to be a great day it's another step towards the Grand Slam my friend another step towards the Grand Slam good to see you Rob all the best my friend thank you gotta love it well it's uh, it's been one hell of a ride kind of emotional huh Sad it's going to be over, but glad it happened. Thank you very much to all of you for all your efforts, whether you've been out and about on your bike or running or swimming or doddy duking, walking your dog, rowing, uh, whatever it's been, running, cycling the world, running around. It's been absolutely spectacular. Tuning in on Wednesday night. Thank you very, very much. I have loved it. Thank you, Gail. Um, and to all the social media teams that have been on the WhatsApp groups, to Morvin, to Richard, to Sean Phelan, to Rory Hamilton, brilliant, to Robin, to Ian from Doddy Gump, to all the support at the foundation from Alex and Jill at the very top and to all the other supporters, Jason and Charlie at Genius for supporting the prizes. Thank you very, very much. It's just lots of love, lots and lots of love. Thank you. To Sam, who's been pushing the buttons and pulling the strings. And thank you to Sean, who's been helping along the way, because without them, these Wednesday nights would not have happened. They both have their own social media and their podcasts going around. Sam is over in 80 minutes. You can check him out on social media. And we've got Sean from Fill Your Boots. If you can, please give them a listen. Give them a follow. Great supporters of the foundation, great supporters of Dodd Aid, and I'm sure they would appreciate it. And some guy called Happiness is Egg-Shaped. I tell you what, Doddy Weir is the focal point. We get that. But it's the foundation that we're helping. It's the people that are affected. It's their families. Remember, it's not incurable. It's just underfunded. Last year, we hit the million. We are not quite there, but there's still some time to go. So if you can, yes, get out and about. Yes, go and do further. But if you can... Dig deep, get somebody else involved, buy them a snood for Valentine's Day. Do something that can get a few more pennies in the pot because I would like to do us out of a job. Let's get rid of Doddy Aid because we found a cure. Doddy hasn't been with us, but he's been with us in spirit. He's watching along and he is very, very pleased to see not just the money and the awareness that's been raised, but the fun people are having while they do it. And that's the key. Let's have fun. Let's stick together and let's be part of this thing. I am absolutely done. I cannot wait to get to Cardiff at the weekend and see some people and watch some rugby. And this is going to be a special year because you heard it here. Scotland are going to win the Grand Slam. We've spoken to some incredible people way back at the start of January. It feels like a long, long time ago. But you've been here every step and stroke and pedal strike away. My name is Bruce Edgerson. My happiness is egg-shaped for the My Name is Dory Foundation. And I think I might see you next year. 
but hopefully I'll see you a lot, lot sooner than that. All the very best. Stay safe. Come on, Scotland and Wales. Love you very much. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.